Hello and welcome to another episode of the House Life Podcast, where we talk about myself. Yeah, just myself. So just to let you know, I might sound a little bit different because I've been experimenting with what time I should record this podcast. The first episode, I recorded it at 12am, second episode at 4pm, and this episode at 11am. The time difference is very drastic, but I mean, I guess I'm more awake in the morning. I don't really do stuff in the morning because I'm very unproductive in the morning anyways. So this can be a good start to making me more productive. So let's move into the very first segment, house life. This week I have been pretty unproductive because I feel like The 10,000 problems that I have faced uh, in my CCA are slowly getting solved. So my workload is slowly going down. And because of that, I feel like I'm doing lesser. Even though I know that there's still a lot to be done, I'm still doing lesser because I do want to take a break. I mean, obviously, I I have been very tired and I really want to just relax. So this week was kind of good for me. This week, I got to actually take some time off and just spend some time with myself. Play some games, watch uh, shows. Speaking of shows, I actually wanted to watch the the Winter Soldier and the Falcon something something. Like I want to watch everything at once because I hate having to wait for the next episode. That's why I like to watch stuff like after everything is released. I mean, Netflix kind of does that and they just release everything at once, usually. That's what I like about it. But I don't own a Netflix account because I don't want to pay more money when I can just get the stuff online. Uh, in my own ways. May or may not be going to Pareto websites, but, you know, we, we do what we do to get what we want, yeah? So, I do want to actually try to be more productive next week. Because I know that there's a lot of stuff to do, but I can't push myself to do it. I mean, procrastination, obviously. But I do want to try and make myself do productive stuff. Usually, my productive hours are like 2 or 3 all the way till uh, night time. And I get less productive at around 12am, 1am. That's when my brain starts to slowly shut off. And that's when my creative juices come out for no apparent reason because I usually want to do my podcast at night because I feel like that's when my thoughts actually kind of flow and I'm able to think about stuff. So I couldn't do that this time because I do want to sleep a little bit earlier. So the whole process is like this, okay? If I record at, let's say, 11 a.m., I will usually end the recording at about 12pm, then I will edit the audio at about maybe 11pm or 12am, and once I finish editing the audio, it will be about like 2 hours later. So when I edit the audio, I just I will usually just shorten the entire podcast episode because sometimes I say the wrong things and then I repeat it so that... I can just get that clean tick, you know, I don't have to uh, randomly cut and paste. So 
what I will do is usually just remove the bad parts, remove the boring parts. I mean, if I don't have enough like content, obviously I can't remove the boring part. If you see last week's episode, it is actually 26 minutes long. Usually the episodes last 30 minutes. I mean, the reason why it was 26 minutes long is because I had to redo that episode because I used the wrong mic to record. It was very weird saying the same thing again because the thoughts now don't really flow. Like, I already know what I'm going to say and it's a bit weird because I don't know what to add on to it. So I have to find a way to, you know, try to make it interesting even though I know what I'm going to say already. That is it for the first segment. Now let's move on to the second segment, which is just random topics. So let's start with the first topic. We're starting off quite big. Uh, there have been recent accidents on the road of people losing their lives because of a car accident, because of some negligence. Uh, getting into an accident because they weren't paying attention on the road. So an example is, if you remember, the car that was speeding on the road going straight into like the shop house and I think like four people in it died. Uh, don't quote me on that, I'm not very sure. Another incident that was kind of recent was this girl who was using her phone crossing the road. It was not at a traffic light. And a taxi actually hit her because she wasn't really paying attention and in these like videos that you see on instagram usually in the comments it's quite toxic because they talk about how oh my god these people uh, deserve to die or these people deserve to get hit why never hit that person harder why never kill that person like it's it's very toxic because number one for example in that a car crash quite a while ago they lost their lives yes they might have done something dumb to lose their lives but i don't think that it warrants you cursing them you can feel that hey uh i guess you kind of did this and that was the consequence lah. but can you imagine their family members their loved ones how they feel when they lose these people, can you put yourself in their shoes and imagine the entire internet ridiculing like your son or ridiculing your brother, your partner when they are dead? Like, I get that maybe you don't really agree with what they did. I mean, I don't really agree with everything that they did, but I don't think it's necessary to be that toxic, especially because these people already lost their lives and you still want to harp on it i think it's uh, very insensitive lah but that's just my thoughts it's quite a short topic but i just want to get it out there i guess another topic shade i just wrote shade because this is a topic recommended by another listener of the podcast my friend and i just want to talk about shade shading people and being shaded by people. Is that the right term? Basically, I have been through a lot of shade, especially in the recent few months. Well, I I don't think I should say this, but I mean, the deed's already out there. People who noticed it already noticed it. But I 
was recently out of a relationship and it wasn't a good ending. It ended on quite a sour note and a lot of bad things have come out of it. So I am usually the person shading other people. I'm usually the one like... So in my previous quote-unquote relationship or not-so relationship, I was the one shading other people. I mean, that was a huge like asshole move. Like I completely see it in hindsight. I completely see how shading people doesn't really help the situation. And it was, it was very, very toxic. And I completely see it now and I just regret my decision. I'm still friends with that person that uh, I was in the quote-unquote relationship with. It's not a relationship. It's not a relationship. It's just like a friendship that a little bit more than a friendship. <laughs> so I learned a lot from that. And when I went into my official first relationship, I was very mindful of my behavior. I was very mindful of my words. I want to make sure that I don't hurt people unnecessarily. That is kind of like my objective lah. So I try my best to appease other people and do what they want me to do. And it got to a point that, I mean, I didn't really feel like I was myself at all because I had to change a lot of my behaviors to fit that person. And I didn't see that as a problem initially because I'm like, okay, I mean, uh, we want to change ourselves to be a better person for person that we love. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I'll, I'll change. And I mean, after a while, I kind of realized that maybe, maybe this isn't right. Am I supposed to be this controlled? Like everything I do and say have to be like super controlled. In my previous um, friendship, I was very stubborn. I was very controlling, kind of. And I definitely did not want to do that again in this relationship like i know how bad it is but the thing is all of those weren't a problem in this relationship we had a lot of other problems that i don't really want to dive into but just speaking about shit okay we wanted to talk about shit so the relationship ended because i cared for her mental health but she didn't so i mean I don't really regret uh, saying that, hey, maybe we should take a little break. It was just like a suggestion and I wanted to hear her thoughts. But she didn't want to tell me her thoughts and she just ended it just like that. So I have no say in trying to uh, make the relationship work again. And in hindsight, I do realize that maybe that was probably the right move. I feel like we weren't that compatible in the first place and seeing how she handled this whole situation proves that we weren't really meant to be. How so? How so? Well, she was shading me a lot on like her IG story. Okay, my previous friendship ended quite peacefully. I guess that like, we kind of became friends again lah. And I thought that this could happen, you know, I was very patient with and understanding with, you know, I, I give her space to deal with it, but, you know, we still have to do stuff lah. And 
this is all my perspective. Just a reminder, this is all my perspective. She might have a different perspective to this story, but I mean, if she doesn't want to tell me, I can't do anything about it. So I still follow her on her IG page and she still follows me on my IG page. And I thought that, okay, maybe we just continue, you know, we'll just see where this goes. I don't think we're going to get back together, but maybe we could still be friends after this whole thing, after she settled down and stuff. And I see her IG story a lot of the times shading me like, I mean, indirectly, but I know that it's directed to me. She loves poems and she likes to use these poems to attack me in a sense that she will say like, oh, uh, I was better off without you. Thank you for making me believe in love for a second. It's like, so when I read it and I, I digest it and I interpret it, it triggers me a lot. Like, it really triggered me a lot. And she's just shading me lah. She's just shading me that I... Uh, all of these poems are just shading me. And a lot of the times, I keep it in. I keep it in because I know, okay, maybe this might have been my mistake. Maybe I could have done more to save it. But after she kept doing it over and over and over, there was once that I... I burst lah. I burst. And I went and found, like, poems on my own. <laughs> I went and looked at, like, those breakup poems. And I posted in my IG story. I had to retaliate. I had to, like, defend myself, you know. I feel so accused of doing something that I didn't do. I mean, in her eyes, I did it. But in my own eyes, I didn't. Lah. And it's quite annoying, I guess. Because I know what she has been through before. I know what she has been through in her previous breakup. And I 100% don't want this to be a reenactment of that. Because I knew that she had a very bad experience. And the problem is, she didn't make it easy for me to do that. She made it hard for me to do that by constantly attacking me. And how am I supposed to... Just ignore that. Like, at some point, it's going to affect me to a point that I can't take it anymore, right? Did she think that I have no emotions? Did she think that I was not invested in this? Like, what was she thinking? She also did a lot of other stuff that I am not going to dive into. But in hindsight, I don't regret breaking up. Because I know that this whole thing could have been peaceful. But she chose not to be peaceful about it. So what can I do? I shade her back. Ah. It got to a point that we kept shading each other. Uh, she would post a story that really triggered me. And I would post another story back. And there was once that she... Basically, I was very angry that she posted uh, these poems once. I just wrote in my story, like, oh my god, I'm so angry. Like, I'm so pissed. I just said, like, oh, I'm very angry. I could punch a wall right now. And then... She posted on the story, like uh, a PSA, basically saying you don't get to, you don't get to, I don't know, critique like how I deal with the breakup when you were the one who caused it. Basically, that's what I was saying. And I was like, <sighs> I was holding it in. I was holding it in. I posted another story. I was like, PSA alert announcement. Then I, I, I decorate it a lot. And then um, I just say like, oh, uh, I basically defended myself. Lah. 
okay and after a while i realized okay maybe i i might have stepped over the line so i deleted my stories uh, i don't think she saw it but i was pissed i was really pissed i was kind enough to let her attack me constantly without retaliating but she just didn't want to stop what can i do about that and this is all just again my view my perspective uh, i do talk with other people and these people i made a point to make sure that these people's relationship with her or friendship with her doesn't get affected by this i make sure that to tell them that they, oh, they, they shouldn't treat her differently just because of this just because of what i'm telling you and they didn't they didn't treat her differently but she took it as me ganging up with other people and attacking her and that's what she took it as ah. i don't know how i don't know why but that's what she took it as so we went from shading all the way to my entire relationship not really entire just a a brief touch on like the surface i don't want to go deep into it because she also did uh basically say that i attack her with her friends even though like they, they aren't very close or what she just assumed that i wanted to gang up and attack on her la attack on titan question mark uh but i don't i don't really want to go too deep into it and uh, i do realize that maybe i shouldn't have told these friends but i feel like i deserve to talk to other people about it as well she might have her own emotional support system but i have a different emotional support system so let's move on to the final segment of this episode let's talk so the question today is would you want to know you are going to die beforehand or die suddenly without warning i feel like death is a very touchy subject especially for me because my grandmother just passed away last year and i had quite a bit of a tough time dealing with it dealing with like regrets dealing with my emotions and the thing is that we knew that she was going to pass away soon very soon because uh, we did a whole diagnosis and it was like, i think a few years ago and she already had like stage 4 cancer so we knew that it was going to happen we just didn't know when now if we didn't know number 1 i would not have spent more time with her i would not have tried to talk with her more i live right below her like her flat is right above mine and we barely talk because i'm just like really busy and i never really like spend time and talk with her and interact with her so i mean that was one of my regrets lah i didn't do enough i didn't do even more so i can't imagine if and i can't imagine if i actually didn't know that she was going to die how would i have felt how sudden would it be i have experienced this before i mean i did i did lose my grandfather when i was like primary 5 and he died without any warning like i didn't know that he was going to die at all and it was quite sudden even though i was young i couldn't exactly comprehend it i couldn't take in what was happening and what this meant I just remember in the morning my parents came into my room woke up and told me hey your grandfather just died we need to go to the funeral now 
and it was quite I don't know jarring, and I didn't I didn't know how to feel. I never cried. I never, I don't know. I didn't know what to. I didn't know how to feel. I just didn't know how to feel, because I never really experienced this before. Like losing my grandfather, like was the first time I actually lost someone that I was somewhat close to. We usually visit him in like the nursing home every Sunday, and it was a bit sudden, lah. It was a bit sudden. So so relating it back, I mean, I might as well just tell the whole story about how my grandmother died. Not really how, but when. So it was fifteen of June, twenty twenty. It was at night, and I was playing my games lah with my friends. And my parents usually uh just go and visit my grandmother who is right above us quite often, like maybe once every few days. And I thought this time was no different. So they went up. I mean, I just continue playing my game lah. Usually. When I go up, it's just to like pass her stuff or talk to her. So, they went up, and after like an hour or so, they came down, and told me that hey, basically the heart rate was very high, so we decided to send her to the hospital. So I didn't think that this was this was very serious. In in the back of my mind, I kind of had a bad feeling about it. I actually wanted to wait for them to come back. Like they said that they were gonna come back at about twelve forty five a.m. So I usually sleep like one two a.m. And I wanted to wait for them lah, but I didn't want to expose that I slept that late. So the only day that I slept early, the only day I slept early, twelve forty five a.m. Ah, they haven't come back home yet. So I was like, uh, "Are y'all reaching?" And then they were, "Oh, we're we're on the taxi already. We're coming back home soon." And I was like, "Oh, okay lah." I at least felt a sense of relief lah that no nothing major happened that they can come back home. So I went to sleep. Uh, this this is while I was sleeping ah. My phone received a message at around like one twenty that she was in a critical condition. They were going back to the hospital. Then at around two o'clock, they said that oh she is in a very very critical condition, and we need to go and uh see her tomorrow morning. So the next morning lah, and we were like, I I I wasn't awake. I don't have a ringtone. I don't have like notifications on it. Ding! I just had no sound, no vibration because I didn't want notifications to disturb me, and I kind of regretted it mainly because if I had turned on my notifications, if I turned on vibration even, I would have known that she was critically ill. I would have known, and I would have like just went and see her even if it was two a.m. I would have went, and. And I kind of hate myself for not being awake at that time, for not seeing her for the last time before she died, because all of my relatives, like the 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 teenagers, they did get to see her because they were awake. Another thing to note was that my phone was actually dead; the battery was gone, and I could not actually get like calls out on my phone. And even if my phone had battery. It would have been on mute, and my house phone is actually outside. I close my door. I cannot hear the ringtone of my house phone. I was never fated to hear the house phone. I was never fated to know that this was all going down. And I am never a superstitious person. I'm not like an extremely religious person, and 
something that happened that night was that I suddenly woke up at 5am or 5 plus am to absolutely nothing, like absolutely nothing. I've never woken up at, like in the middle of the night before, never, never. For the past maybe 5-6 years, I always sleep very peacefully all the way until I have to wake up at like 6 or 7 or 9 or 10. So it was very weird waking up in the middle of the night. I checked the clock, it was like 5, 5 plus, and I went back to sleep. I didn't think anything happened. I didn't like check my phone or what. I went back to sleep. About an hour plus later, my parents came into my room and they woke me up and said, oh, your grandmother just died. My parents will go to the hospital to like settle uh, the body and transfer it to the, the funeral location. And at that age, at 17 years old, I could digest it. I could digest it and understand what just happened. I could understand that that I just lost my loved one. And they left for the hospital. I closed my door. I sat on my chair right next to the window. And I just cried. I cried, like, a lot. Because I didn't think that she would go now. I didn't really expect it. I, I expected that she would go soon. We never ever get, like, an actual date that you you will do someone. You never get an actual date. You will only get a rough period of time. And she was already strong. She lasted like more than uh, what the doctors say that she had left. And I was, I was just very sad. I was just very, very sad. So uh, fast forward, fast forward to a few days later after the funeral. So I got the death certificate after a few days after the funeral, and I looked at the time of death. Remember when I said what time I wake up? The time of death was 0509, 5.09 a.m. And you see, I'm not, I'm usually not a superstitious person, but I had such a weird feeling that is this coincidence? Or, you know, did she wake me up to, to say goodbye to me? The thing is that if, if I had, like, heard a call from my parents, like if they had called the house phone and said, uh, you know, you need to come down now, I would have been able to say goodbye to her. But they decided that, you know, you should go the next morning. Because the doctors did say that uh, she had maybe about a day left. So they were like, uh, you have to quickly go lah. And actually it was just, like, a few hours. And the most saddening part about this is... I think she waited for me. I think she waited for like, uh, my brother and I because all our grandsons, granddaughters already saw her and my family was the only person who didn't call their children to go and see her. So I felt like she waited. She waited for another one hour. She waited for another one hour and she realized that we're not coming. And so she couldn't hold on to it anymore and passed away and it it's just i can talk about it quite okay now because i've already internalized everything and i've already felt all the emotions but i think that it's a lesson for me to really appreciate the people around me because i really don't know when they're going to die and even if i knew they were going to die there is a chance that i'll probably still have regrets 
of not telling them something, of not doing something. So would I want to know when I'm going to die beforehand or die suddenly without warning? My answer to that is I want to know beforehand. I went to a whole different route, but no, I just wanted to share my story, take this chance to share with other people. Uh, hope that you will cherish your loved ones as well because you won't know when they're going to go. And you should definitely not take your time with them for granted. So, on a very heavy note, that is the end of the House Life podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it, and I hope that you have learned something from it. So, I'll see you in the next episode of the House Life podcast next week. Goodbye!